Welcome back to another episode of Never Outworked. I'm your host. My name is Thano. And yes, that's Thano, not Thanos. Uh, Today, we are going to be diving into a conversation with Alex Montagno, our Philos leader here at Lockstep Realty. And he is talking with the one, the only, Daniel Leeper, one of my childhood friends from the good old town of Leo, Indiana, way up north. So let's listen in about Daniel's journey from leaving TV to getting into real estate uh, as an independent agent and then joining forces with Alex and eventually launching Lockstep Realty and now looking at where he's at as the chief revenue officer for our amazing team here. Let's listen in. Thank you for tuning in again. We have Lockstep Realty Director of Sales Specialist Daniel Leeper with us today, one of the founders of the company, one of the MVPs. Daniel, let's get into it right away. Let's talk a little bit about when you started in real estate, how you ended up here, and uh, where you came from. Talk about your background a little bit. This could be a really long story, so I'll keep it kind of brief. Um, I have a background in communications. I worked in TV news for the better part of a decade uh, producing television. And um, honestly, there's just not a lot of money in it, and I was working a lot of weird hours. And I approached my wife, and I'm like, hey, what do you think I would be good at? And she's like, you could do something different that's with your personality. And so I started making phone calls and asking people what they thought I would be good at. And a lot of the same feedback came from them, sales, um, people-oriented, stuff like that. And um, before I knew Alex, before I knew Lockstep, uh, I landed on my feet with a company out of Fort Wayne, um, Wheeland Real Estate. And the reason I did that is because I knew the guys. It was just like a comfort thing for me. And um, I learned the craft from them uh, for about a year. And then when I sold my own house is when I met Alex. He was standing in my living room. I'll never forget it. He calls me. I'd never talked to him before. There's a bunch of people seeing our house. It's a 2-1 in Broad Ripple, so there was, you know, 100 showings. Daniel, this is Alex Montagano. I know your house better than you do. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, and I had you on speakerphone, and Stefan, I look at it, you're like, what is this guy saying? What is, what, what is this? He's like, you got a new roof. You got a new furnace blah, 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 hardwoods, this and that, great kitchen update. What's it going to take to shut this down? (laughs) And honestly, Alex brought the right offer. He brought the right buyer. We closed the deal. Uh, We went and played some top golf. And I wouldn't say the rest is history, but um, I bought into what he was doing because of what he was pouring into me. And also, I, uh, I realized that I needed more from a coaching standpoint and a mentorship standpoint. One of the things I remember about that time was less about the transaction and more about the conversations that you and I had on a day to day throughout the process. Um, and I could tell you were somebody that loved to work, loved to learn and was a hustler. And I think that's something that is somewhat of a lost art in our industry. Like if you could show up every single day for longer than the guy next to you, you'll accomplish far greater things than you ever thought possible. And that was the one thing I thought you had really high goals, a great motor, and it was just something I enjoyed about our conversations. So you were with, it was Wheeland Real Estate, and that was 2018? Yes, that's correct. So okay. this is year six, but yeah. Yeah, correct. so 2018, you jump over to EXP. I had been over here for just a minute. Talk about what that looked like when you started because it wasn't always sunshine and butterflies well, no, in and our relationship in the beginning either. No, it wasn't. We, we were on different pages. Um, I, 
I kind of was one of the agents I learned to not really respect. I was a part-time guy. I, I worked, but like I worked when I had to, you know? And so um, we were uh, crammed into a little small office space. There was too many people <laughs> in the room. <laughs> oh man. It was out of the insurance companies. Yeah. Shout out Winklewitz yeah, Insurance. Winklewitz. And um, we had a lot of people on the phone in the same room and it just wasn't, we weren't, we weren't vibing. And, um, I don't know. We just, we didn't butt heads, but we, I, I was like, Oh, what is with this guy? I would like, he would like, give, well, he'd give me a lead. And if I didn't like answer his response in 20 minutes, he'd be like, Daniel, what are you doing? Get to work. And I'm like, Hey, I'm at a birthday party. And you're like, I'm like, can I have like two seconds here? Um, but I think it was not even a full year into our relationship that we had lunch or dinner. I can't remember. And you were basically like, are we going to do this or are we not? And it changed whatever, whatever it was, it changed my thought process about how to do this job, what you wanted from me, what I needed from you as a mentor, and how we were going to get to where we're at today. And I don't think that we would be here if it wasn't for like those direct conversations. Yeah, it's, uh, I remember, no, so, so fast forward, that was like 2019, 2020, we're kicking butt. You're not on the team, but we're sharing business together. You're doing a great job. And as we got to the point where we were hiring you and you were joining and helping me build essentially what a team looked like, it, it was a, you, you guys had Ben on the way. Um, yes. And I remember, I'll never forget this. You called me, you had gone out and showed houses <laughs> till 8.30 at night, wrote two offers, woke up in the morning, didn't get either of them. And you called and it was this, I don't know, I had been thinking about how do we work together, what's life look like together, and you had called and you are frustrated, and it was like, I could feel it through the phone, like, you have this passion for your family, so like, you're about to become a dad, you're trying to be a big supporter for your family, you're a huge family guy, and you're dealing with something in the market that's like, vastly uncontrollable, and that's, you could do everything right in how you submit an offer and how you run the whole show with your client and what you do and not get the deal. Well, that was a t that was a wild time. It nobody was... nobody knew the answers to the test, and if you asked for them, it, the answers might change in five minutes. Yeah, we and would it, write we would write offers in the driveway. It was, uh, and I remember it was like you got two options: you could bury your head and look up in a handful of years and, and hope you've made it and figured this whole thing out by yourself, or why don't you just come work with me? And I'll never forget, you laughed and you said. <laughs> I'm not doing that. No chance. Yeah. And then called 24 hours later and well, said, Well, hold on. Before I, I laughed and said, I'm not doing that. And you said, Why don't you talk to Steph? <laughs> Got to go to the decision maker. Well, right? I mean, yeah, like talk to, <laughs> talk, to, talk to your wife and say, See, hey, what do you think about you doing this? I, I was actually in Fort Wayne on a buddy's couch when I had that conversation. And, uh, you know, I came back and talked to her that evening and then, yeah, I called you the next day. Yeah. Well, you don't know the part of the story you don't know. I was in, while that was going on, I was in Florida visiting a friend. And when you called and said, I'm in, let's do this. I was, we were playing golf. We were at my father-in-law's, um, he was a member at a golf course in, uh, Vero beach. Yep. And I was playing golf and you texted me, called me and said, I'm in, let's do this. And the people I was golfing with, I said, this is going to change my business and, and our lives together forever. And in that moment, like you said, Alex, I need transparency. I need honesty. I need direct communication. I, we had created a job for you that we really didn't know what it oh was. My gosh. And it's what's, what is a great testament to you is that 
the job today is different than it was yesterday is different than it was two weeks ago. Um, talk about like what you like about that, some of the challenges that you experience and, and go into more about, you know, you said earlier, like the craft of the industry, you've referenced that, the agents that you have a ton of respect for. Look, I think you've become somebody that's highly respected in the industry. So talk a little bit about how you went from where you were to where you are and what that all means to you and what drives you in this business. I'm going to take one step back. I, I told you earlier I was calling people that I trusted when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do after journalism. And one of the things I kind of wanted to do was teach. And I took a part-time job teaching photography. <laughs> and that's that was more to pay the bills. But I also realized that's not going to be what I want to do sure. long term. And then I was in the sales position. And when you offered me the role, it, it was. It was like a jack-of-all-trades thing. But what I love about it is I still get to work with clients, yours, mine, and a couple other members of our team. But then I get to educate, and I get to listen, and I get to work through problems with our team and we've tried to develop more defined roles for me just to like ease my plate a little bit and the one thing that we never take off of it and that we keep consistent and stays in front of me is that education point and for me I think that the moment we as an industry can tr treat this job like a full-time job and get the education we need and get get the training we need and work through solutions together we're all better for it I, I mean you and I both live that way not all agents do that. I'm not going to sit, sit here and you know bash people, but like, it's a frustration of mine. And so I think the lockstep standard is higher. And I think it's because you and I keep it at a higher level. I think one thing, I mean, gosh, I even I remember working on the transaction that you and I did together. Your guy that he direct, honest conversations, but also like, let's win together. And I've always said this. Um, Real estate is much easier if we're all working in the exact same direction because everybody has the same common goal in a transaction. A buyer wants to buy a house, a seller wants to sell the house, the agent wants to help their client buy the house, the agent wants to help their seller sell the house. We all essentially want the exact same thing. The problem is the attitudes, the egos, and all those things, and it's something that Hey, so far, what do you think? That's an amazing conversation listening into all that's happening with Alex and Daniel and the journey that they've been on. Uh, so this is just quick content break. If you have not subscribed, liked, or shared our podcast, please do now. You can uh, find us anywhere on any streaming services out there, Apple, Spotify, you name it, we're out there. So with all that, let's get back to the conversation look, you don't have that. Like you come in and you just want to win and you want to help our team win and you want to help support everybody get there together. And that is something that helps our lockstep standard be higher. Sure. Um, and it helps move the needle forward for not only our clients, but our agents and honestly an industry standard too. Yeah, I actually appreciate you saying that because it's something that you have to have the mentality of waking up every day and wanting to do that. Um, you said something about we all want to get to the same place. You often reference rowing the boat in the same direction. Look, there's going to be turbulent waters. That's just the reality of inspections, appraisal, whatever. But how do you figure out how to get through those waters? And it's something that I've kind of stolen from you, but you got to live in the black and white. Here's option A, here's option B. Which one do you want to do? This isn't, I'm, I'm not doing this to sound like I'm cold. I'm doing this because these are our two options. Like, which one? Pick one. Well, the I think the problem you run into often, and you gotten great at this is it's like the conflict comes and if you can be a steady hand of here are the options let's work through this together 
it's better for our client. If you have a client that wants to sell a house and there's something that they need to do to get the house sold, it's your responsibility, it's your fiduciary it duty to tell them that is what you're paid to do. And, and you do an excellent job of having those conversations. And look, I've been on the phone sometimes. It can tend to be a little awkward or a little uncomfortable, but the reality is our clients don't know unless we help educate them. And uh, that is a very strong suit of yours. Uh, another thing that's important to recognize is that, and look, I, I'm the first one to admit this, anybody can really show up and open a door and, sh <laughs> and, to and give a tour, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Where we earn our dollar is the educating our clients during the showing process, like what are we looking at here? Mm -hmm. But then also, once we get under contract, there's so much to do between the pen day and the close day. And if you're not gonna be comfortable having those hard conversations where you're, hey, this is how it's gonna have to go, um, you're not doing your job. And there's a finesse to it, and there's a skill set that you can sharpen and get better at it, but those are important things to understand that that is your job. Yeah, I think, look, our clients want, they, they, we're the trusted advocate. They come to us, they're raving fans for us. We have tons of them out there, and we're so grateful for them. But look, they need, they come to us and say, I need you to tell me what we need to do here. And they may not say that in those exact words, but that's what they mean when they hire us. They want us to support them. They want us to educate them. And um, yeah, I think you're exactly right on that. Let's change lanes a little bit sure. here. So talk a little bit about um, you were an individual agent. Now you're wrapped up in a team of, we're at 18 people now, yeah. including you and I. So talk about what that looks like. Talk about what your day-to-day -day looks like. Mm -hmm. And then roll that into something that you're passionate about with the industry that you love in today's market? Uh, so you mentioned earlier that when I first joined you, Steph and I were expecting, and now we have Ben, and he's closing on three years old, which is wild, right? That's crazy. And you give the twins, yeah. and we try and run our, our, our businesses together the best we can. It's a lot of just, hey, five-minute phone call, what's, what's going on, what's, what's, what, how's everything going? And the newest motto now that we have 18 is death by a thousand paper cuts. So you try and figure out ways to, to make your day, uh, compartmentalize your day where you can get five minutes back. Mm -hmm. And that stuff is, is difficult, but it also is the part I love about it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, the, it's the relationships we have with our team members. I've gotten to know um, our team members' clients, having conversations with them enough. You see them out in public, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you since you know Sarah's closing or whatever. So that's a really awesome part for me. Um, as far as, uh, what was the second part you wanted to ask? Just talk about like what you love with our industry, oh, yeah, also yeah. what you love about um, the team, things when, like that. Well, when you run into an industry that's that requires the collaboration that we, that we do, um, and you not necessarily hit it off with an agent, but you have that good working relationship, you'll be at a coffee house and you'll see them there. And it's like, yeah, you probably talk about work a little bit, but it's also like part of the community. You run into them at a local coffee house. We sat at Gold Leaf, um, <laughs> what, last week, and four different agents came in and talked to us in some form or fashion. Uh, it took an hour and 15 minutes <laughs> before we could actually start our meeting. Yeah. That's cool, though. That's what I love yeah. about it. And um, the fact that I can take a client out for lunch, yeah, it's work. I get to take a, a friend or a client out to work, or out to lunch, it's work. Um, that's the stuff I didn't have in my, my normal, regular job that I was craving. Um, they talk about what you need to do every day to fill your cup up and those interactions, those phone calls, those texts, those lunches, whatever it is, honestly, evening showing sometimes fill my cup up. I know that sounds strange. Some days it just doesn't really feel like work. That's awesome. 
Um, if you had any advice for a brand new agent, what would it be? Uh, sometimes this is harder said than done. Uh, we have a guy on our team who's done it, Dan Hubbard. Um, dive all the way in. Um, I didn't know that when I first joined, and I kind of, I don't regret it. I was able to figure it out, and, and here I am today. But if you're able to leave what you're doing to do this and just jump in and show up every day to the office, learn from the people around you, um, get yourself uncomfortable with the, the ways to, to find business, whether it be cold calling or whatever, um, that's the way you, you set yourself up for success, but you also develop the right habits. If you had one bit of advice for a veteran agent today, what would it be? Oh man, veteran agents. Um, probably pick up the phone. Am I right? Yeah, I, I mean, I lean towards increase the standard of communication right. on a transaction. So you hear me say this all the time. We, we text a lot because it's easy. Our clients are at work, they can text. And agents in a Zoom call, they can text. But when you pick up the phone, like I did this morning on the deal I'm working with right now in Hoyt, you get a lot further in a lot shorter amount of time. And look, we only have so many days in a transaction. It takes a lot of guesswork out. Right. And you can actually have a conversation too, like you're reading into what Clarifying, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think for veteran agents who have gotten comfortable um, doing things the way they do them, that's great. But be flexible and pick up the phone, have those conversations. Um, sometimes the calls are going to be hard, but at least everybody's on the same page and we know what we're talking about. Definitely. What is, uh, what, is what are you most excited about relative to the market in 2024? So I don't know exactly like when these are all going to happen, but we're supposed to see incremental interest rate drops and we already saw one and it's already like excited the market a little bit. And I'm having conversations with people who I had conversations with last year who put a pause on things because monthly payments matter. Oftentimes monthly payments matter more than the price of a house. So, especially for first time home buyers, which is something I absolutely love doing, like working with. So if we can see these incremental drops help ignite our industry a little bit, I'm excited about that for not only me, but for everybody in the room who's gonna be able to, you know, get back out there and see some stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, so um, let's let's change lanes a little bit. Let's talk about some of Daniel's favorite things. Sure. Um, what is your favorite coffee shop in the metropolitan market? I mean, I've already said it like twice in this interview. I, I go to Goldleaf at 46 in Norwaldo. Um, they're great people. I know them all by name. They know my order by heart. It's a mile from my son's daycare. Not only should you go there, but go there often yeah. <laughs> like the you, i awesome. mean you go there yeah. with me it's, yeah it's a great yeah. spot Love it. it's great there um what is your favorite restaurant in the city so for the longest time it was bluebeard i love the tapas style the menu's really interesting but lately there's a new spot at the other end of mass Ave where that black market used to be it's called Bodie, and it's thai food oh, and their their rules are strict like 90 minutes at the table no reservations 21 and over but I'll tell you right now, as far as like a dining experience, that 90 minutes is as good as you're going to get in the city. Okay. You got to try it. I've been, I've been trying to get Maureen to go there with me and she, it, uh, let's try something else is what I always get. The last time I was there, I, I had a few cocktails and the third one, I was like, you know what? I've looked at this menu up and down and these are all really interesting, but can you have the bartender make me something of rum, whatever he's inspired to make? 
And I don't know why I felt like doing that, but I did. Yeah. And he came back, he, the bartender himself came over to my table and he asked me a couple of questions and he goes, got it. And he came back with this like incredible drink. Oh man. I don't have no idea what it was. It may have been something that he just made up, but it was like, this is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what is, uh, what do you have plans to do this weekend with your family? You're a big family guy. Talk about yeah. some of the activities you like to do in the city. So I have, city a, a bit for us. I have a, two nephews who are not brothers with their cousins, but they were born a month apart. So their birthdays are right around now. And they're nine, eight, well, one's eight, one's nine. And we're gonna go take them to see, uh, it's called Sandbox VR, it's over by the garage. It's a virtual reality thing. So basically, nice. we all get under the hood together. There's like five or six people on a team. And you're like, going into this room and I don't know, shooting things, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll so, back on that. Yeah, so um, I've never done it, but that's what they're excited about. They're nine, you know, why not? Yeah. So we're going to do that, and then um, I think we might do the Children's Museum, actually, with you guys. <laughs> yeah, Saturday. So, our, so it's important to note that Alex and I, our coworkers, what our families have become close friends. We live about a mile apart. He's got young kids. I got a young kid. Um, just how, fam how life kind of worked out for us. Love it, man. Awesome. We'll wrap up there. <coughs> Daniel, thanks so much, man. Yeah. Great to learn more about you and your family and, and all things that you're passionate about. And hopefully this um, may inspire any of the realtors out there. If you have questions or anything about your market strategies or what you're working on, definitely reach out to Daniel. But also, um, I'm hopeful this uh, inspires Maureen, my wife, to allow us to go to Bodie for dinner. <laughs> and uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Yep. Yes, indeed, guys. That was an amazing conversation. And thank you, Alex and Daniel, for really taking the time to share uh, what Daniel has been able to do and what not just what he's been able to do, but what he's been able to contribute to our industry here in real estate in central Indiana and not just here. So I've, I know from personal experience, I've seen Daniel working with deals all around the country. So if you need somebody like Daniel, please reach out and let us know. We'll get you connected.